0: Many of you are, or will be, researching and reading forums and blogs and even joining various prepping groups on social media. Relatively new or inexperienced preppers are often confused by all the information out there on prepping. Some of it's confusing, some of it's contradictory, some of it's garbage, and some is just dangerous. Today we're going to talk about spending too much energy, money, and time on overhyped prepping topics. Welcome to Practical Prepping. Today is November the 8th, 2023 and this is episode 430. This is the prepping podcast with no bunkers, no zombies, and no alien invasions, just practical prepping. Where we believe that stuff happens and you need to stay prepared, and we're here to help you get prepared. I'm Mark, and today we'll be talking about overhyped prepping topics. And if you would like the expanded notes for this episode, go to practicalprepping.info forward slash 430. And if you aren't receiving the Practical Prepping newsletter, go to practicalprepping.info, click on free PDF and you'll receive the free Getting Started in Prepping PDF, and you'll be added to the newsletter. It's great to be back in the studio with you. Now, this episode today could be a little bit of a controversial episode, and it might step on a few toes, and it might hurt a few feelings, and a few here will say that we really don't understand prepping. It may even generate some hate mail, And when I get hate mail, at least I know you're listening, and we do appreciate you taking your time to write, and we do respond to those as well. Now, I do hope to challenge some thinking today, and that's what this is really about. Here's the disclaimer. These are the opinions of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views of the podcast providers, the internet, most conspiracy theorists, or keyboard warriors, all right, let's talk about spending too much time, energy, money on overhyped prepping topics. And here are some of those. One is large scale SHTF scenarios. We're talking here about EMP, CME, cyber attacks that permanently destroy the electrical grid, nuclear war, total societal breakdown. Are those things possible? Sure. But hurricanes, tornadoes, ice storms causing power outages are much more likely than the total grid-down societal breakdown situations. If you are relatively new to prepping and you're planning for the large-scale stuff before you're fully prepared for the smaller stuff, your prepping plan stinks. Here's some examples. Building and stocking a Faraday cage, but you can't feed your family for two weeks if an ice storm hits. How about storing weapons and large amounts of ammo, but you only have 10 gallons of water and no way to filter more? So sometimes new preppers especially spend too much time, energy, and money on large scale SHTF scenarios before they are fully prepared for the smaller stuff. The next thing that we spend too much time and energy on are conspiracy theories. This is the tinfall hat stuff. We went through a lot of it with COVID-19 with its origin, the intentional release or accidental release of that. We heard of vaccines designed to eventually kill. We heard that the jab contains a microchip. How about 5G cell service that activates the killer COVID vaccine? Some are concerned about contrails spraying chemicals across the country. They call them chemtrails. And actually, it's a natural thing. Uh, jets flying at 30, 35,000 feet. Very, very cold air hitting very hot engine, and that puts out a vapor trail. Very normal. How about the earth is flat? Bigfoot's real. Apollo 17 wasn't the last moon mission. Apollo 18 was a real mission where astronauts had a run in with aliens. A lot of this conspiracy theory stuff, and don't get me wrong, I like a good conspiracy theory at times, but I don't spend a lot of time and energy on it, because what can we do about it anyway? Here's one that's going to upset a few folks, and that's bushcrafting for living in the woods. Not many can survive long-term in the wilderness. Now, practicing is fun. The skills are necessary, but how it works out will likely be bad if you're trying to live in the woods off of just what you carry. Hundreds of others will be trying to do the same thing, and space is going to get limited. Space, its fact, it's going to get crowded if everybody that says they're going to go live in the woods do. But if you plan to live in the woods with what you can carry on your back, some snares and gear that you've never used, and a rifle, your plan stinks. How about gear and gadgets and the must-haves? I often see, what do I need in my bug-out bag? If your plan is to bug out and you have to ask what you need to carry, your plan stinks. You need to learn what you would be facing, and you need to prepare for those things. Too much time and money is spent on bartering supplies, things like alcohol, tobacco, knives. Well, we need to have a few things that somebody else could use, but that we could also use as well. Things like lighters, candles, manual can openers, duct tape. You don't have to stock a lot of it, but it's better to store more food for your family and you could actually barter food if it became necessary. Here's one we hear a lot in prepper communities, and that's gold and silver for barter. Now, probably it's better for post-apocalyptic and not during an SHTF event. People will need the things of daily life, and gold would be hard to trade for small values. Silver might be a little bit better. 22 rounds would be even better. 22 caliber long rifle ammo. Now, some say I'm not trading things people could use to kill me. Well, you just have to be the judge of that. But for the last 40 years, I have thought that 22 ammunition would be a great barter item and might someday become a form of currency after a total grid-down situation. People spend too much time on guns and ammo in the SHTF situation. Sure, firearms can provide security. And we do advocate not only having firearms of several types, but we also advocate carrying those firearms daily if you are in a location where you can do that and you are allowed to have that weapon. We do want to stay legal with that. Some folks say, well, after SHTF, it won't matter. Well, that, that's true. But we're not in SHTF right now as far as there being no rule of law, and we must live within the law now so that we can have those firearms later. But the point here I want to make is that you're not going to need 10,000 rounds per weapon. Just not going to do it. Unless you plan to fight off zombies, aliens, and flying frogs, store the amount you reasonably believe that you could use, and maybe a little bit more. Honestly, in a Teotihuacan, the end of the world as we know it event, most folks will likely die before they can go through even a thousand rounds. Today's cup of coffee comes from Renee. Renee, we really appreciate that, and it does help a lot. Now, if you receive value from the podcast, would you help us by giving back a little? First, you can buy us a cup of coffee like Renee, Secondly, you can start your Amazon shopping from our website. It costs you nothing extra, but it pays us a small commission on qualifying purchases, and it really does help. And you'll find the links to both of those at practicalprepping.info right there on the front page. And as Krista always says, stuff happens. Stay prepared.